Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Alice Nanup and My Nan, a memoir post written and narrated by Robert Fairhead from the Tall and True Writers website. Please note, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people are warned this podcast episode contains the names and words of people who have passed away. Henry Rowland said, A great way to learn about your country is to leave it. And I learned a lot about Australia while living overseas from 1987 to 1996. Books like Alice Nanup's When the Pelican Laughed, published by Fremantle Arts Centre Press in 1992, helped my education. And from her memoir, I learned about the stolen generation and a connection with my nan. I grew up in Perth, Western Australia, in the 1960s and 70s, and, honestly, had no idea the state took Aboriginal children from their parents and communities. I was also ignorant of the systemic discrimination faced by Indigenous people. A young white male, mine was an insular life in the world's most isolated city on the world's largest island continent. Travel broadened my outlook. It was in England in 1988 that I learned of Australia's shameful history. Back home, white Australia celebrated the bicentenary of the arrival of the first fleet of colonial settlers and convicts. At the same time, Indigenous Australians and their supporters were protesting against Invasion Day. And in England, the BBC aired news of the protests and documentaries showing the good, the bad and the damn ugly parts of Australian history. I bought When the Pelican Laughed on a trip back to Australia in 1992. It was the first book I'd read with a personal account of the stolen generation. Alice Nanup was born on a Pilbara station in the northwest of Western Australia in 1911. Her mother was an Aboriginal woman who belonged to the Yinjibandi tribe of the region, and her father was a white man whom Alice never met. In 1923, Alice was taken from her community and didn't see her mother again. She was only 12. At first, Alice was sent south to Perth and then to the Moor River Mission for Education, a euphemism for training as a domestic servant. The Moor River Native Settlement is infamous for its harsh treatment of Aboriginal boys and girls. ABC Australia published an investigative piece in 2018 titled A Journey into Hell on Earth. The article states, Hundreds of children lost their lives in brutal conditions at Moor River, and Alice's chapter on the settlement in her memoir is subtitled The Walls Have Eyes. In 1927, after four hard years at Moor River, Alice was sent to work for Robert and Julia Larson in the wheat-built town of Williams, 160 kilometres south of Perth. Larson was the officer in charge of the Williams Police Station. His wife, Julia, was crippled with arthritis and confined to a wheelchair. As well as general domestic chores, young Alice was responsible for looking after Julia, who she described as a big woman about six foot tall and broad. Julia told her, You've got to bath me, put me on the commode, and you've got to cook. Alice admitted she didn't know how to cook, but begged for a chance to learn, because, as she related in her memoir, I didn't want to be thrown out and sent back to Moor River. Alice spent a year with the Larsons in Williams, 
But Julia's health deteriorated, and in 1928 they all moved back to Perth, to a half-house in Daphne Street, North Perth, before moving to a new, larger house in Mount Hawthorne. However, Julia's health continued to fail, and she died in Alice's arms on New Year's Eve, 1928. Reading Alice's chapter on Williams had personal resonance for me. My brother and I had lived with our nan and pop in Perth as boys, and nan often regaled us with tales of her childhood, including the period when her father was officer in charge of the Williams Police Station. Nan and Pop had met in Williams and married there in 1929. Alice had lived in the town for a year from 1927, working for Robert Larson, the officer in charge at the police station. Could Alice, Nanup and my Nan have known each other? I wrote a letter to Nan from England in 1992, with questions based on details from Alice's memoir. Recently, I took down my copy of When the Pelican Laughed from the bookshelf, and I was browsing through the book when Nan's beautiful cursive handwritten response from September 1992 fell out, and I reread it. About the book, the baker's shop was run by a chap called Kernet. Keeley's was the grocer. My dad took over the police station from Constable Larson. Not sure of the date, but I think it would have been before 1927. Wow. In her book, Alice had said the Keeleys had run the bakery, and the dates didn't quite match. But these were minor discrepancies especially as by 1992, Alice and my nan were both in their 80s. However, there was a connection in the handing over of the police station from Robert Larson to Nan's father. Had they met to hand over the keys? I don't know. It's more likely they passed driving in opposite directions on the highway to and from Perth. But this wasn't the only connection between Alice's story and my nan. As Alice recounts, she returned with the Larsons to Perth in 1927, and lived for a while at No. 10 Daphne Street, North Perth, before moving to Mount Hawthorne. Nan and Pop and their three children, my aunts and uncle, moved from Williams to the outer Perth suburb of Kelmscott between 1937 and 1938, when my father was born. Shortly afterwards, the family of six moved to No. 21 Daphne Street, North Perth. Ten years on, but only ten houses from where Alice had lived in the street. It was fanciful to think that Alice Nanup and my Nan could have met and perhaps spoken to each other. Growing up in Perth in the 1960s and 70s, I knew no Aboriginal people and had no interest in Indigenous issues. Things were hardly likely to be more enlightened in the 1920s when Alice and Nan lived in Williams. And this story from Alice's memoir of an afternoon with her kids at a Geraldton cinema in the 1950s underscores the racism long endured by Aboriginal people. Please note, I'm quoting Alice's exact words, including the N-word. I used to take my kids every Saturday afternoon to the matinee in town. We'd all go in, sit down and try and enjoy ourselves. But there were a few white kids in town who were really terrible. They'd turn around and poke their tongues out or sling off at us with Nigger, nigger, boom, boom, pull the trigger, you're dead. Sadly, there are still politicians, commentators and shock jocks today who, along with the depressing number of white Australians, argue Australia does not have a black armband history. And to those people, I say, follow Henry Rowland's advice. Leave Australia, look back and learn. And to everyone, read books by Indigenous writers like Alice Nanup. Hopefully you'll gain a greater understanding of Australia's real history, as I did. And if you're lucky, you may also find a connection. Epilogue when the Pelican Laughed is now out of print. There is an entry for it on Trove at the National Library of Australia. 
But your best chance of buying a copy of this remarkable book is probably Google and browsing second-hand bookstores. Alice Nanup's author page on the Fremantle Press website records that she married and raised 10 children. Known as Nan to everyone who knew her, Alice lived in Geraldton, surrounded by her friends and extended family, until she passed away in November 1995, aged 84. My Nan was also known as Nan to everyone who knew her, and she too passed away, surrounded by family, in July 1996, aged 89. Hi, I'm Robert Fairhead from Tall and True Short Reads and the Tall and True Writers website. I returned to Australia in February 1996 after living and travelling overseas for nine years. While away, I'd followed Henry Rowland's advice and learned a lot about my country and our real Indigenous history through reading and reflection. Alice Nanup's When the Pelican Laughed and Conversations with My Nan helped me with this journey. And in July 2020, on the 24th anniversary of the passing of my nan, I wrote and shared this reflective post on Tall and True. I hope you enjoyed listening to the story of Alice Nanup and my nan. You can read this memoir post and all my short stories, blog posts and other writing at tallandtrue.com. You can also buy my short story collections from the Amazon Kindle and Kobo online bookstores. Links are available in the show notes. The next episode of Tall and True Short Reads will be in your podcast feed shortly. In the meantime, please check your feed or the podcast website, tallandtrueshortreads.com, for earlier episodes from seasons 1, 2, and 3. And follow or subscribe to the podcast and rate and review it via your favourite app. Doing so helps me share my stories with other listeners. You can support this podcast financially by making a small one-off or regular donation via the ACAST supporter page. You'll find a link in the show notes. And finally... Please tell your family and friends about Tall and True Short Reads and the Tall and True Writers website. <laughs>